toilet. Here we go. Games Arcade Weekly brought to you each week by Arcade Weekly. Why we <laughs> find it at your newsstand? Yeah, man, get it. Still only twenty five cents. He's like cushion. Chi pushing a mula 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 kara shingi hey feel so what touch that guy feel so tight day and night. Yeah, young and fresh. Let's go. This is We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. I am one of your hosts. I am We Talk Games Wiggly. On the Skype pipe is We Talk Games' Kyle Von Kubik. Hey, it's Holiday Haymakers! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells! <laughs> we Talk Games Arcade Weekly, we're a weekly arcade review show. We review one arcade game a week, and we're brought to you by your friends at Kleenex. Kleenex. Oh! Yeah, Kleenex. Hey, what's that balled up underneath your uh, bed there? Oh, it's Kleenex. Kleenex brand Kleenex. No more oily mess. Uh. Brought to you by your friends at We Talk Games. WeTalkGames.com. Check it out. And also check out WeTalkGames.com. And then slash that bitch and what? put in the can. Oh, yeah. I feel like we should have a button on the site somewhere. There should be a hyperlink. Hyperlink. <laughs> I don't know what the code for that is. That's the problem. Is it hyperlink.go? I think. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You remember that? The, the .go thing? The .go, I don't remember. The American Broadcasting Company, also known as Disney, had this brainchild of an idea that .com was too long. Oh. So they bought the .go uh-huh. back end, right? Yeah. So all of their stupid sites still need to use the .go. <laughs> So, like, ESPN.com, I believe, does not go to ESPN. You have to do ESPN.go, or it might redirect to .go. Ridiculous, nonetheless. Love it. And, by the way, stinky.sexy. Yes. Uh, Is his holiday album out yet? Is it up on the site? Listen, I can't ask him now. I don't have time for that. We got a big stacked show today. We got it stacked up to the stackers. Hold on. Stand by. I have to get my typewriter out. It just comes automatic. Sure. What are we talking about? Denjin Makatu. Electric Boogaloo. Right, Guardians. Yes. Hey, let's go wander around in the woods together. What? With George W. Bush. Okay. Well, that's what you do in this game. You just wander around aimlessly in the woods. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guess who did this? Band Presto, also known by Bandit Presto. That's right. I said it. A bunch of fucking crooks. 1995. Oh, by Twinkie. Also by Twinkie. I don't remember Twinkie in Van Presto, <laughs> but evidently he's in there. Or her, or them. It just comes automatic, that's all I know. Eight characters to choose from. Let's get right into this game, okay. because this is stacked. 
Yeah. yeah. 1996. Can came you hear out. me? I can't I hear, can you. hear you. I have 1995. Who's right? Oh. I think Twinkie's right. Let's ask Twinkie. Beedy, beedy, beedy. 1995. Beedy, beedy, beedy. Wikipedia says 1995. Well, Wikipedia's a bunch of morons. Probably Twinkie wrote that. Bunch of bandits. Eight characters to choose from. So many super abilities. Yes. So many backgrounds. Yes. So many enemies. Yes. So many effects. It's hard to believe it's Van Presto. Hey, let's go to T.T. Schmookins with her T.T. Snap Stats. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins, and this is T.T. Snap Stats. <laughs> Guardians, also known as Dungeon Makai II, was developed by Winky Soft and published by Van Presto in 1995. It was the second arcade game in the Dungeon Makai series. The cabinet used a standard horizontal raster, color, CRT, monitor. The cabinet could support two simultaneous players with a maximum number of two players. Nothing else is known about this game. Even scientists aren't sure it, it is real. I'll have to go and sit on a stone, with my head on my fist, and determine if Dungeon Maka global warming is real. This titty snap snatch has been brought to you by the new again, Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce. Can you prove that it didn't happen? You know. Now, it's back to Wiggly of Trapdoor and Kyle Von Kubik for more of the We Talk Games Video Power Magazine program. Bong! So here we are, evidently in Denjin Maka, or Maka. Maka poop number mm-hmm. two i don't even remember number one maybe in the future we'll talk about the first one this is a semi-post-apocalyptic well actually only a little apocalyptic type of colorful setting good use of different layers and parallax and very vibrant colors and i like that you fight a jacked up bane lady as your first yes. boss <laughs> transgender stretch armstrong doing a little bit of insulin switching Choose your own adventure. I like that. Well, why don't we talk about what this is? It's a fantasy game, right? Fantasy or like a cyberpunk type of vibe about it. It's also like semi-post-apocalyptic or a little apocalyptic. That's like deja vu. It just came automatic. Yeah, sure. A lot of cacti. Yeah, you pick up random things, which reminded me a lot of Battle Circuit. This game reminded me of Battle Circuit, just not as deep into the weird pool as that game was. It was still very weird, just not as weird as Battle Circuit. The enemies are all sort of this sci-fi themes and tropes where you have, I guess, cyborg-type men or robot men. You have giant... Ooh, Doctor Who, robot men. Cybermen is what you're thinking of? Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's also like alien type of praying mantises. <laughs> I know everything about the Star Wars Enterprise. <laughs> There's also some body horror happening at the end where things are gushy and kind of look like uh, alien crush. Yeah. A lot of different things happening. There's not a, a definitive continuity between all the stuff. They just throw a lot of different stuff at you but it's all cool yeah. it's all thought out even the backgrounds there was like a lot of intention behind everything i just didn't think it was as good as battle circuit that's what i kept thinking about this entire playthrough it's just not as good as battle circuit you know what i keep thinking of this entire show what's that what the fuck am i talking about that's what <laughs> so what type of game is this side-scrolling <laughs> brawler it's holiday haymakers what kind of game is this? i don't know what the hell i'm doing today 
It's crazy talk, I tell you. I like that it does have that single bonus stage where you're racing across a bridge, shooting at helicopters and helicopters and cars and flying sickles and soldiers. So I like that. Yeah, the the over-the-shoulder shooting stage. Over-the-shoulder boulder holder. One of my bosses, (laughs) everything's just falling dead at the end of everything I say. (laughs) <laughs> you do fight one of my favorite ninja bosses are the ones that can uh, create mirages of themselves. Yes. They're, they're actually and then and then when you when you hit when you hit them, he turns into a tree trunk. So I love that. And if you pay close attention, you can distinguish which one is the real one among the illusions. I don't like to do that. Yeah. I like it to be a surprise. <laughs> sort of low key this episode. Uh let's Let's take a step back. Let's put on a happy number, and then we'll come back when we'll be all refreshed, and we can go into the characters of this game. Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy, and I be- Due to international copyright laws, this song must be truncated. We're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. Thanks for cheering us up, Casey. <laughs> Where were we? One unfortunate part of this game, and I don't know why I'm going all over, but I don't know how we should address this because there's so much fucking shit happening. happening. Yes, there's a lot of stuff happening in this game, which this is my big fear is that we were going to go all over the place. Well, I'll get off track the first before we get back on. Yeah. Just be warned. You do have to abuse dogs. You do. Yes. Several times. In fact, Michael Vick worked on this uh, game, I think. Punch those dogs right in the neck. The one thing I really think that sets this game apart is the attacks. You have three meters, projective magic, your Mm -hmm. life bar, and Mm -hmm. a power bar. And you could do running attacks. You could do jumping attacks. Your jumping attacks where you toss down projectiles. You could do projectile attacks. You could do super projectiles or your magic attacks. Different grapples as well. Grapples, right. And your regular combos and throws. Yeah. Also known as grapples. Like we talked about at the top of the show, there's eight characters to choose from, and every character plays differently. Far too many characters. Yes. Far too many everything. Did you play through the game with all of them? I have eight years to play this game, so I thought, yeah, I might as well play through as all of them. No, I did not. I tried to change out as I died. Mm Mm-hmm. 
admittingly, I went into the dip switches and changed the difficulty to the easiest because I didn't know how long the game was going to be. Yeah. And I definitely wanted to get through to the end. Yeah. But of the eight characters, I played with six. I had an earlier run that I did where I didn't play through the game where I played with Skull Biol. And he was horrendous to play as, so I avoided him. Only because he's one of your big, slow-moving heavies. But he looks like a mix between a Resident Evil-type zombie and a Triceratops. So he looked cool, and I thought he'd be fun to play as, but he wasn't. So then when I went for the second go at this, I played with every character that you could choose from, except for the uh, spiky-haired ninja dude, Jinriri. Do we know the names of everybody? Because I don't. Let's hear what different type of characters we have. Let's hear Kyle struggle to pronounce all these weird Japanese names. Exactly. The main guy, the handsome fella with the shades, is Jerry Ulin, some sort of future cop. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. And then there's his female counterpart, Karo Kishi. Karaoke. Also known as Tits McGee. <laughs> there's the winged fairy-esque character, Zeldia. She has claws and she has wings and she flies around. There's also surprise entry, Tulks, which is your muscle-bound loincloth-wearing dude. When I picked him, I'm like, oh, he's going to be another slow-paced, heavy not a lot of fun to play as. I actually enjoyed playing as the character, and I liked that his special ability was a gun. <laughs> he, just, he just pulls out a gun and starts shooting. I was like, all right, I'm down for this. Speaking of guns, oh, my God. It's the holidays, so my yeah. bu- I started hanging out with one of my friends, one of my old bandmates. And, in fact, one of my acoustic versions of Trapdoor had uh, Today's Man, who was uh, the bongoist. Okay. So he's a percussionist because we didn't have drums because we were all acoustic, so we had bongos. And he wore a three-piece suit, but also a bondage mask with the zipper across the mouth. Yeah, so oh, he's very, today's, very good. today's yeah. man. I don't know how that fit in, but it did. Maybe because he didn't want to be known. I think that might have been... Nobody knows. Or maybe that's what today's man's all about. He didn't wear a ball gag, though. That's one thing. Because that would have been kind of gross by the end of an hour show. (laughs) He's so smart. So much smarter than I am. His fucking quips are so quick. I don't don't understand any of it. It's way above my head. But we still can get along because he thinks I'm funny, too. I don't know why. But if you know anything about a movie, he'll go, blah, 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 movie. Mm-hmm. But he's not like a nerd or a geek or like a jerk or something. He's just a really cool kid. Mm-hmm. Good artist, all this, all around everything. But he never saw Santa Claus 1956, which was made in Mexico. Yes. I think I shared this with the guys last year, and I always make a two-set Christmas DVD set. One will come with Stinky's album, and another one will be a movie and a cartoon or music video that people probably never have seen. And uh, so that that was on last year's DVD, but I didn't give him one. So I brought, took it over his house, and I never watched the whole thing. Of course, Santa lives in a giant floating crystal castle yeah. far above the North Pole in outer space, where he plays a magic organ, and instead of having elves that help him make toys, Merlin the wizard makes toys, right. and all of his helpers are a group of childrens from all around the world. And they, 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 he's pretty thorough with going all around the world, <laughs> as far as all the kids. And they have this special machine where they monitor the activities of children, and one is like the talkoscope or something, it's just giant pair of lips and he Ugh. looks down the telescope with his eyeball but anyway if you notice when he has all the kids of the world singing their national songs like ours is of course 
she'll be coming around the mountain or, yeah, yeah. or camp down races or something. But most of the songs are like uh, London Bridge is falling down and all, for England, like all these death songs. But one of the funny things, if you look, so many of the little kid groups from that part of the world, there'll be guns. Either they'll be carrying rifles or there'll be <laughs> rifles in the background. Like, you know, because they talked about someplace in the Middle East and I'm not sure. And you might say, oh, that's uh, stereotypical. But it's not because it's sort of trying to show the heritage of that area of the world. But at that time in the Middle East, you had these this rack of rifles in back of them for like elephant hunting. They called it, you know what they called it? Terrorism? No, that's what I thought. I said, well, at least it wasn't that. No, they called it Persia. Persia. So it wasn't right. like the Middle East. It was, it was, well, I mean, it wasn't called that. It was called Persia, and they had the, the rack of guns. And then we kept watching, and like almost every place that they went to with these little kids, these little kids had rifles and <laughs> stuff they like that. They got to stand their ground, Wiggly. Yeah. You go to Mexico, where it was made in Mexico, and you know, this guy with a rifle. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm not a guy, a kid. A little kid. Just proves that giving little kids guns doesn't mean that they'll be violent. But I recommend you go on YouTube and watch this, or wherever you can, watch it in best. because Yeah, because uh, Santa Claus fights the devil. Pitch. Pitch. But he is the devil. The devil reports to Lucifer. Actually, <laughs> in hell. Lucifer, of course, tries to get in the head of, of different kids. In fact, I don't want to do a spoiler alert. And yeah, you're going to spoil it. The, the movie is like the meaning of Christmas. It is. It sure is. The true story of Christmas. It and sure I think is. people should go out and watch it. It is unbelievable. This world that this Santa Claus and devil <laughs> live in is so developed and so intricate. It's more intricate than H.P. Lovecraft without the xenophobia. Okay. Yeah. It's funny that you took that aside because we're only halfway through the characters <laughs> you can choose from in oh. this game. But touching on a world that is intricate and detailed, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about about this particular game is that Despite me throughout the rest of the show saying that Battle Circuit is a better version of this, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you shouldn't play this game and check out all the art that's happening. Because oh, sure. the, each of these character designs are very unique onto themselves. The stages you're interacting with. Again, there, there was a lot of thought put into the surroundings and the set pieces and the backgrounds and how you interact with the backgrounds and what's happening. Characters aren't just coming from out of frame and walking into frame. They're relaxing in the background on a crate and stand up and start attacking you. Mm -hmm. They're far off where there's a tank in the background and it's shooting shells toward your direction and on the foreground, then the explosion is happening. Well thought out, very intricate, well detailed. That being said, let's finish the roster of characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's four more to choose from. Wow. There's Ro, R-O-U. Yeah. He's your karate type champion dude. Although he doesn't really look like he's wearing any sort of gi that I'm familiar with. But he does the kung fu type of stuff. He also does the Japanese throwing flaming talismans or, or cards, I guess they are. His opponents is a part of his special attack. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's P. Belva, which is another heavy. He looks like... I don't know what type of robot he looks like. He's a giant robot. He looks like a hunk of junk. 
he's pretty cool again he's slow i'm not big into the slow characters in these type of games because after a while with brawlers and even great brawlers it becomes a bit of a slog and having a slow heavy for me just makes it less enjoyable but i think some of these characters are made to be assets when you do it in multiplayer play yeah absolutely like pelvic bubba pelvic bubba was made to assist yoshi crush you yeah, Yoshitatsu. Is he yeah. in this game? He's in like every game. He's he might as well be in this game. In it, yeah. Uh, I guess his equivalent in this game would be Jinriri or J I N R E I. I think Jinrei. that's how you pronounce his name. J I N R. I want to be J I N. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just spelling no, it his, out. His name's Jin Rummy. So Jin go ahead. Rum- Okay, he's a spiky-haired ninja guy who's wearing pink, and I did not have a chance to play as him, but it's my understanding he uses shurikens as a part of his special attack. You might as well be on one of those other video game shows where they don't play the game and they bitch about it. Look, there's fucking eight (laughs) characters in this game, man. There is. I got a wife, child, the holiday season. I don't got time to... to, Oh, I shouldn't say that because there is a game that I played recently and I spent way too much time playing. But (laughs) this particular game, I gave two hours to it, okay? Yeah, you really... That was enough. Yeah. And I saw it to the end. I didn't watch a fucking YouTube video. Get off my sack. (laughs) I heard about this game and it doesn't sound very good, so we give it a thumbs down. This game has your enemies cyberpunks, android, ice women, mech robots, bug men, giant alligator yes. head things, yes. Yes. riot gear police, yes. soldiers, yes. metal moon pies, yes. the ball shaped, no rolling fireball breathing guys. Right. You got giant exoskeleton mutants. How about that one boss that was like an amalgamation of all types of sea creatures? That happens. Turtles and snake heads and things. Is that that very disgusting millipede roach robot shell? Oh, my God. Sort of abomination where it's just screaming, please kill me. I almost puked. It's pretty disgusting. And then you have those two people carrying a giant wooden kitty head. And then you have that squid thing. How about the fake out guys who are carrying the heads of the giant alligator men? Right. Now, did that fool you the first time you saw it? Because it fooled me. The guy was in the background behind some brush with an alligator head. I'm like, oh, shit, an alligator man. And then he hopped out. And it was just a regular dude holding a giant head, which, again, that attention to detail needs to be noted because that isn't what you saw in every brawler of this era. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much. But it all comes automatic. That's all I'll say about that. One thing I found weird is you go in that museum, the museum palace. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that there was a painting on the wall that reminded me of what the Prophet Muhammad might look like. Oh, geez. Peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Hey, you know why Muhammad demanded that you never draw a portrait of him? Please please don't do this. He had that jersey eye. Oh, Wiggly. We don't need a jihad against us. Hey, uh, let's do Kai by Bo to find out if it stays in the show or not. Ready? Yes. Kai by Bo. What do you got? Scissors. Ah, I got rock. So it stays in. I had a feeling it was going to be a pick of the buck sort of situation. Please send all of your fart twats to Stinky the Game Master. Care of the address. You can look that up. (laughs) Did you just reference Columbo? (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so uh, 
as you're playing through the game, you'll probably only get to play four of these characters unless you make a real consorted effort to play as all of them. And that being said, I find that there's so much depth to each character. It's hard not to enjoy yourself, even when you're with a character that you might not like. You might not be partial to the speed characters or the heavies. But regardless of that, each character, what they bring to the game makes the experience fun. Even with the characters that I didn't like. Like I touched on Skull Bile. Mm -hmm. I didn't like playing as the character, but I was interested by the character, how it moved, its power-ups, what it could do, how gross it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that's what makes this game unique and fun. The depth. There is depth. And your characters are more than just go and punch somebody in the face. You have limited projectiles before you overheat, so you can only use those for so long. Then you need to recharge them. But... The projectile magic really has a purpose. It can stun your opponents, especially when you're swarmed. You could stun them, and then you mm-hmm. could just start giving them the haymakers. Yeah, the female future cop has an ice ray gun, which mm-hmm. I was very fond of. A lot of these power-ups, they don't automatically hurt everybody on the screen. Like, you have to be aiming towards them. Right. Which, again, all right, I wish you could hit everything on the screen like other games did, but... I think that's cool. I think that limitation is cool because it doesn't feel like it's a limitation to make the game harder in a cheap way. It gives you the tools and skills to be able to mitigate what's happening on the screen. So it's always challenging. And at least with the setting that I did, which again was the easier setting, but it was still challenging. Right. I brought up Lovecraft before, and there is that one palace museum that I mentioned with that painting that I won't mention again, because then we'd have to do another Kai Bai Bo. Yeah, please. But the hallways leads to the house that Geiger built, or robotic Lovecraft, if you will, built that. Well, because Geiger was inspired by Lovecraft. Everybody's inspired by Lovecraft. His mythology was so deep that that's why we still have the Necronomicon. Some people thinking that it's even real, you know? Right. So there's some good things to come out of that goofball. <laughs> now, you touched on the over-the-shoulder Boulder um, shooting range yeah. bonus stages. Yeah. You said it only happened once for you? Oh, no, it happened uh, twice. Yeah, I, th- I think it was two times for me as well. <laughs> there was definitely the, f- the first time where you're on the bridge and you're on the truck shooting, and then there was another, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Wild yeah. West type of situation. That's right, that's right. And then you have a three-stage final boss. Yes. The bosses are very fair, they're well-defined, and they have an obvious boss life meter. So Mm -hmm. everything's really well done in this, I think. Right. You're equipped with the tools to complete the game. Indeed. Which cannot be said for every game of this vintage. No. A lot of them were just quarter grabbers. This is definitely a quarter grabber. It gets to points where you're swarmed and you're going to die because there's no way you can mitigate that many characters on the screen. But those moments don't happen so often that you get sick of it. What I got sick of towards the end was the repetition of the little baddies on mm-hmm. the way to the boss battles because each oh, yeah. boss battle is unique. Like you said, it's just enough to keep it interesting and, and different. You mentioned that you like Battle Circuit a little bit better, but still should play this game i agree you still should play this game i don't think it's as interesting as ninja baseball batman but <laughs> no it makes up in play mechanics yes definitely my one complaint is the music yes i have that written down as well it's it's very contemporary and it's well done it just doesn't fit the imagery agree 100 you know, percent. the story the motif the narrative the other things batman <laughs> might say yeah yes I uh, know. I agree. The music was very underwhelming, considering all of the attentions to detail that we s- experienced visually. The audio was just sort of lackluster and not 
annoying or bad or intrusive where it hinders the experience of play, but not anything interesting, just sort of there. Mm -hmm. Great Parallax, Oedo 808 City scrolling at the end credits. I like that. And by the way, I don't know if you notice that uh, Kei Suzuki was involved in this game. I did see that in the credits. Part of the development team, yeah. Because that's the only credit name that is in English. (laughs) That's why I know he was involved. You mentioned the wing person. It's kind of weird. You have robots, you have uh, ninjas, you have cops as your protagonist, and then you have this Valkyrie with wings. The setting or the motif of the game reminds me of Shadowrun. I don't know if you're familiar with that pen and paper game. There's also a few uh, video games put out. Oh, yeah! Shadowrun mixed the cyberpunk with the fantasy. There was orcs in it. Yeah. There was aliens. I, I think that this game, it, it's not the same world because Shadowrun in the visual presentation that I've ever seen Shadowrun in, it's all sepia tones and darks. And this game is very vibrant. But the character choices of having the Kung Fu master, the future cop, the Valkyrie, the giant robot and the alien all mixed in in the same universe reminds me very much of Shadowrun. That reminds me, I used to play Gamma World. Gamma World. Anybody? Nerd! <laughs> hey, I built my own module. So there you go. Even nerdier. <laughs> <laughs> I built a Hydra Waste. I, some people that know Trapdoor, we have a song called Hydra Waste to Go-Go. Well, that was an entire book called Busted Minds. And I did like a little bit of rock opera with Epicurus back in the day. And Hydra Waste is like the only song that survived from that. The villain was Hydra Waste. So you fought Omega Man before Omega Man, before all this other shit became happening. Like I had Masters. They had Masters of the Universe came out. I had a guy named Zartan who had sort of like Alice Coopery makeup. And then Zartan of G.I. Joe came out a few years later where he had the dark stuff around his eyes. Yep. And then I had there was this giant named Elm and he was a, a giant witch. Which no one, no one ever stole that guy, the helm, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jocko, and all this other type of shit. So yeah, Gamma World uh, is one that I made a module for the Hydra. Let me waste. tell you something: if Playmates knew about Holy Cow or Footy, yeah, <laughs> uh, they would have made a Saturday morning cartoon about them. They would have. They just didn't know about them. Yeah. They would have stole those ideas too. They went in under the radar. They okay, went. very special time in the holiday haymaker season. Of course, the famous Christmas time haikus. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like Lucifer or haikus. <laughs> He's going to murder your parents. <laughs> okay, Kyle, you go first. There's eight characters. Still not weird enough for me. Play Battle Circuit. Ooh. I thought you were almost going to say the same exact haiku that I had written. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. What are we going with? 419-4? What is this? 575? Five, 575. Five. Okay, Come on, hurry up. Guardians. I want to go play macho women with guns. I hear you. Great game. Guardians. Okay, here we go. That wasn't part of the haiku. <laughs> had to steal somebody else's line. Yeah. Christmas. So much in this game. Thank you for all your efforts. They were not enough. <laughs> All right, very good. I'm glad you went second. Your haiku is much better. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you have to have been listening to this show for the past 16 years to get that joke. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, everybody. Don't forget to listen to our show for the past 16 years. <laughs> yeah. What are we at? Episode like 13,050? Something like that. Who can say that about their it, video game program? Is Nobody. Is third annual Holiday Haymakers? It might be. We've been doing Arcade Weekly for three years, I think. Yeah, Arcade Weekly was a late bloomer. Yeah. Late bloomers. Originally called Pick It a Buck, then Pick It a Buck became something else, and then but, something else became something else. But now it's growing in all the right places. <laughs> in the boobs and the boobies. Yeah. Chill, uh, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Not Jerry Lewis. <laughs> hey, cousin. Oh, that was my worst Jerry Lewis I've ever done in my life. Thank you. Big in France. Hey. Have a happy holiday haymaker yeah. to you. Go punch yeah. your relatives in the face. One more holiday haymaker coming for you before the new year occurs. Uh, that's going to be next week. So tune in then on your yeah. radios. Last show of 2016. Oh, my gosh. Will we die at the end? Okay, everybody, have a good time doing your shit that you do. And uh, I hope that you like us. Bye-bye.
Autumn 